welcome back to the Living Out Love podcast. We are so excited to be back having another discussion, another conversation to share with y'all. Um, before we get going, we're going to reintroduce ourselves. I'm Sarah Kate. Rick Gross. Sam Sabrone. First of all, I think it's funny that whenever I introduce myself as Sarah Kate and people go later, they also feel obligated to say their last name. Mm. I've did, noticed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I... I like to say my last name too, because otherwise there's a lot of Ricks out there's there. Ricks that could be there. Rick Springfield, you know, Rick Flair. Like there's a lot of Ricks. <laughs> I just want to make sure they know who I am. Absolutely. Uh, so today we are talking about a topic that I think is something we all have experienced and all dealt with. Um, and today we're going to be talking about how you love people who mistreat you. Before we go on, we want to make something very clear. Um, mistreatment is not and never will be the same thing as abuse. When we are having this conversation over the next 20 something minutes, we are not talking about abusive situations. If you are in any form of an abusive relationship, we encourage you to seek help to get out of that. If you know any of us personally, or even if you just want to shoot the podcast a message, we would be so happy to help you get out of that and to get into a good space. So we just wanted to make that abundantly clear. We are going to be talking about mistreatment. Like, so like if Rick and I get into a fight, not if you are being mentally, verbally, physically abused. Or you stole my lunch money again. Right. Which happens. Or Sorry. like, you know, you're rude, Sam. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sam's like the sweetest guy. So today know? we're just going to throw Rick and Sam into the <laughs> ring together. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that was that's our disclaimer. We want to make that abundantly yes. clear before we go on. Um, but moving on. Hey, guys. Happy to be back here. Yes. Um, so to start, again, with our disclaimer, what are ways that we have been or can be mistreated? I know, like, it happens regularly. Like, people are rude to us. You know, people and, and it sounds weird because it's like, oh, I'm like, I thought we were talking about mistreatment here. Like, no, like people being rude is mistreating you. Right. It's yeah. they're not showing you respect or they're not, you know, holding you with honor. Right. And so, yeah. Yeah. I think people and nowadays, like people almost feel like they have a license to be rude. Like, Absolutely. well, you know, you don't know what my day's been like or you don't know what my life's like or, you know, whatever. Yeah, I think uh, probably one of my pet peeves is like. When, when people aren't aware that they're offending someone else or, or really not even not that they're aware. It's like, they don't mind. Mm. Right. It's like, uh, um, they're just okay with it. They, they, they it's, uh, it just, uh, it really bothers me when someone like, even like you would let someone over in, in the driving lane. I don't have a road rage problem at all for the record, but, <laughs> but I mean, I'm willing to let them over. Right. And I just, I don't understand when someone just won't you let you in the lane. It's not, it's like takes two seconds of their time, right? Mm -hmm. So just that, I, I think you're right, Rick. We do see a lot of um, this my way or the highway without anybody, without, I guess, inconsideration is the mm -hmm. word I was looking for. It's a very yeah. inconsiderate way of treating people. That well, bothers me. It kind of, what you're talking about too, is kind of like what we talked about in our last episode, personality types, right? Like some people are like, well, sorry, I'm just this. So you got to deal with it. And it's like, no, like that doesn't give you an excuse to mistreat people. Right. right. Just because your personality is a certain way. 
Right. Well, and I think we're we're in this season as well with the holiday shopping. The driving around here is significantly worse because everybody's rushing too many to people. Be somewhere. Too many people. Well, and then the entitlement of people in stores as well. Like my heart goes out to everyone who's working retail this time of year because oh. I just feel like people have gotten even worse as time has gone on. Um, so if you're working in retail this holiday season, we salute you and we apologize. Um, so different ways that people are mistreating us. What do we do? How do we, how do we love those people that are, whether they're indirectly cutting us off in traffic or whether they're saying hurtful things to us? How do we love people when they do those things? Well, one, one of the ways uh, that I've dealt with the, uh, the cutting me off or, or, or the, the driving thing is I started to put myself in their shoes Mm -hmm. And, and I realized that I don't know what their day is like. I don't know if they're, if they're not going to get, if they don't get to work in, in two minutes, that they're going to get fired. Like, so for me to get mad about road rage, about them not being considerate for me, I don't know that what their world is like today. So trying to put yourself in their shoes or assume that they are having a, an, a really tough day makes it easy when they cut me off or they don't really uh, show consideration. Cause I, you know, if I was going to get fired for two minutes, I'd probably be doing driving the exact same way. Right. So that that's been a, a, an easy way to, to follow up on the example that we just started using. But the driving thing is is really trying to walk a mile in my shoes kind of. vibe. Yeah. Sam, and I, I'm kind of right there with you. Right. Like it's empathy. Um, that's you know, if we're talking about tools that we use. Right. Empathy is a big one here. Um, you know, I, I when I look at situations like that, too. In the same way of you saying like, well, I don't know, you know, what kind of day they've had or whatever. I try to think about, um, you know, and it's a kind of a cliche thing, but like, you know, like hurt people hurt people. Right. But it's the idea of of whatever this behavior is, is manifesting itself is a symptom of something deeper. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think that we sometimes get into this idea that well, that person is a mean, grumpy person and that's just how they are. And you know what? That person wakes up and just loves being mean and grumpy to people without actually considering the fact that, no, that person's probably mean and grumpy to people because uh, a series of things or circumstances or whatever that have brought them to that point, right? And so if we can empathize with people like that and 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 recognize, hey, you know what? Like there's something deeper going on there. There's you know, how they're treating me is a manifestation of something that's a lot deeper. And we may not know what that is, right? And we may never know what it is. But when we can recognize that, then all of a sudden it doesn't make it feel so personal, right? It's not, well, this person woke up in the morning with the intent to offend someone and I happen to be the person in their target. It ends up being more like a, oh man, like it's this person is hurting for some reason. Or, you know, this person even like you talked about, like, you don't know what kind of day they had or like if their job is going to fire them, whatever. I'll tell you what, I've had times in my life where I'm going through a really tough season, you know, like, you know, maybe the loss of a loved one or, you know, maybe a a damaged relationship. You know, there's like a really something, a a major thing happening in my marriage or something. And I'm not even thinking like I'm, my brain is in other places. I'm not, I'm not thinking about whether or not I cut someone off because I'm so focused on like the the circumstances that are happening in my life. And I'm not saying that that's okay, but I'm saying like, I try to consider that with somebody else, you know, like maybe, I don't know if they got the phone call today that, you know, 
they, you know, mom had a heart attack and they weren't able to revive her. Right. I don't know whether that person got the phone call that, Hey, I know it's a month before Christmas, but I'm sorry, you can't have your job anymore. And you're probably not going to be able to, you know, provide Christmas for your family. Like, I don't know what that looks like. So I just try to assume that it's not as like, it's weird because you try to assume the best in people, but I, I assume the, the circumstances for people sometimes so that I realize that it's most likely not me. Yeah. Yeah. That it's not directly personal. Mm-hmm. What, but I want to kind of take that. And what do you, what do we do when it is personal? Cause I think it's easy for us to speak in the abstract mm. of, Oh yeah, this person, maybe, maybe their wife is in labor in the car and they're rushing her to the hospital. And that's why they're writing mm. me going 60 and a 40. Uh, I think it's easy for us to kind of talk in a more ambiguous term, but what do you do when someone like very personally mistreats you? Yeah, I'll give you a perfect example. When, when my wife and I first got married, you know, uh, you know, we're in the newlywed phase and everything was great and all that stuff. And then, um, you know, a couple of years go by. And so we, and we realized that we were, um, you know, like bickering over little things. Right. And, uh, so we took a, a, a a class at the church called love and respect. And it was really eye opening to me because what it basically says is we can get caught in this bad circle, right? When men want to be respected, women want to be loved. And when men don't get respect, they don't show love and vice versa. And then, so you kind of take away those emotions from each other. So, uh, my wife wasn't feeling loved. And instead of me realizing that she would say some like comments like, Oh, you're really going to do that. And, and I would get really offended. I would take it right the wrong way, not realizing that I was the root of the problem. <laughs> you know, if I was being more loving, mm-hmm. I wouldn't get that, that comment towards me. So what, what I would say is when those were deliberate comments, when you get the deliberate comment, uh, realize you might be the cause of it. <laughs> I was actually the, the, the main part of the problem, but I didn't see that. So I, I think that's instead of saying, oh, well, we don't know about their day. I agree. What about what am I doing to cause this to happen? Right. And I was and uh, and we went down that and that class taught us something, just like you said uh, last uh, time in, in uh, personality types, understanding, education. That course was a great education for she and I to learn that we can't do that. I got to love her no matter what. And then I, not because I'm getting respect that will automatically create respect. And so looking at yourself, I would say when you're, when you're getting that disrespectful person or that mistreatment, make sure it's not you first. Yeah. So that's my, one of my takes on it. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, that's good. Cause that, I was going to kind of talk about a little piece of that, but primarily one of the things that I wanted to, to kind of point to is if we have a relationship with someone, right. And I guess it depends on the relationship too, right. You know, like we, you know, how our like estranged uncle like treats us might be different than a sibling. Right. Mm -hmm. So obviously the relationship itself is going to define a lot about how, what our response looks like, but let's just say it's, you know, one of the things that I've tried to do really well is that, so if, if, if somebody, if, if like, if we're friends, so like we're, we're all friends here, right? So if one day I came in and we were getting stuff ready and Sarah snapped at me, like, you know, and said, 
I don't understand why you're always asking me to do this or like whatever, right? So I could do one of two things. I could go, how dare you talk to me like that? You know, whatever. But also I consider the body of work that Sarah and I have together. I look and I say, you know what? Every interaction that Sarah and I have had has been wonderful. You know, she's treated me with respect. She's, you know, talked to me in love and caring and stuff. I know she genuinely cares about me. So you know what? This is probably just a moment for her, right? And so I don't have to, you know, necessarily pile on that or anything else. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't have to say anything about it either. So it doesn't have to be in the moment, right? Like, but later on, and you know, I could go and say, hey, Sarah, listen, you know, I, I, I care about you. We're friends, um, you know, and earlier, like I came in and said something and you kind of snapped at me. I just want to let you know, like I kind of hurt my feelings, you know, and, and Sarah most likely being the loving, caring person that Sarah is going to be like, oh my gosh, you're right. You know what? I'm sorry. Like just right before I got here, I had this, this, and this happened and whatever. So there's a, you know, conversation and then the relationship can be repaired. Right. But going back to what Sam was talking about, there are times where it might be where Sarah and I have an interaction like that. And so I go to Sarah and I go, listen, I don't really appreciate you. I did that. And, and Sarah says, well, you know what? I don't appreciate the way that you made me do all this stuff for, for the podcast and you just sit back and don't do anything. Right. And then, so then there's that. And so at that point I have to be willing to what you talked about, Sam, I've got to own my piece of the pie. Right. You know, we, uh, we, I remember we did some stuff with conflict resolution, you know, with a group I was with and it was cool because that was one of the main things they talked about, like in any conflict, you have to own your piece of the pie, mm-hmm. even if your piece of the pie is 1%. Even if the other person is guilty of the 99% of what else happened, but you can you can stake claim to 1% of that, you own 100% of that 1%. Because that means that you're not approaching the conflict in a way of like, well, I need to make my case so that you know how I feel. It's more of like a, hey, I'm acknowledging what I did to contribute yeah. to this conflict. And then most people, at least in Christ-centered like relationships, most people have the wherewithal and the spirit living in them to go, hey, so that whole thing that just happened, this is not how you honor God in yeah. a relationship. Yeah. So, you know, I think that it depends on the relationship you have with someone, but I think those are two really good approaches to it. So if it's, if you're, you know, you didn't do anything to provoke it, right? If you're, it's just literally you walk into a room and somebody, you know, I've worked with people like that before, right? Yeah. I, I remember working in a restaurant and I had a woman that I worked with. Man, every day when I came in, it was just something negative Mm. every day. Hey, how's it going today? Oh, well, this happened and this happened and blah, 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 blah. But you probably don't care. It's like, oh my gosh. Like, yeah, like, I don't even really know you that well. Like we're just coworkers, (laughs) but like, man, you know, so, but I had to check myself. And so a lot of times what I would do with them too, and this is just, this is how my personality responds, right? So my personality responds where I, you know, the old saying of like kill them with kindness, I treat them almost better than I treat other people because I want them to know that even though they may not be feeling the best about whatever, that I'm going to still treat them as if they are a child of God because they are. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So then in situations like these focusing it again on those kind of more personal ones like we i think one of the hardest things for us is that we are called to forgiveness as people who are walking with christ and trying to look more like christ one of 
one of the things he teaches us to pray is that we will be forgiven as we forgive others. Mm. You can't, you can't ask for forgiveness from the Lord and then be like, and I will never forgive anybody else. <laughs> That's not how this works, right? When Jesus That's teaches us to pray. Mercy, right? Right. right. We, you can't expect mercy if you don't show mercy to other right. people. Right. Forgive us as we are forgiving those mm. who sin against us. So that, it's hard though. Like speaking from experience this year, I have had to engage in some pretty hard forgiveness situations um, in which forgiveness was not returned, like explicitly withheld. But it taught me what I want to ask is it taught me the importance of forgiveness and how it's sometimes more for us than for the other person. So let's just, let's explore that a little bit more. What are some of the benefits of forgiving people other than the levity of it? Well, I think, um, you know, a great story with that is the physical, right? There's, there's different types of types of mistreatment, right? But even some of the physical mistreatment, right? For example, Nelson Mandela, right? We know this poor guy was locked in prison for 35 years, right? And, and they asked him how, you know, how did you forgive the government for putting you in jail for 35 years? And he goes, I forgave him on day one. And they're like, why would you do that? He said, "You think I'm going to live in prison with poison in my body for 35 days, for 35 years? I don't. I can't do that. Yeah. The only way I'm going to get through this prison sentence is to forgive them immediately. Because if I sit in here and stew over it for that long, I'm going to drive myself insane." So he almost looked at it as like poison in his body that he had to let go, uh, despite the physical. Uh, situation he was in, right? I mean, obviously there's physical and mental mm-hmm. uh, mistreatment when you're put in prison unjustly, right? You get the physical. Uh, so I thought that was a really powerful statement. Uh, I, I, I admire it. I don't know if I could do it on day one. <laughs> Five years. Yeah. And, right. and know that it's happening, you know, so that would be a, a quick story on yeah. forgiveness. So I think that first off, Sarah, I kind of want to challenge your wording a little bit because you said, forgiveness is sometimes more for you than the other person. I think it's always for us more so than the other person. Always. Um, I also think that where sometimes our wires get crossed with forgiveness is that we like co-mingle forgiveness and reconciliation, right? Yes. So (laughs) I can forgive someone and not reconcile the relationship. Right. And we, at the beginning of, we talked about abusive and things like Mm -hmm. that. Right. So it's possible for someone to come out of an abusive relationship and forgive the abuser, but that does not mean that that relationship has to be restored. That does not mean that there has to be reconciliation because forgiveness is internal. Forgiveness means you're not walking around with the bitterness and the anger because of what that person did to you or what they said to you or whatever. So I think that it's very important to know the difference between those two and then realize that, you know what? I you know, I can, I can give it away because, because God told me to, right? Like God says, yeah. give it to me. Like I'll carry that. And, and listen, we talk about, you know, words like justice and things like that. And listen, those things are important while we're here on earth too. And like, you know, as somebody who is a Christ follower, I'm always going to side on the side of justice. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I know that God is the final judge, right? And then even though I'm, I may not see justice happen in front of me, to someone who was an offender or an abuser or whatever. I know that that judgment is coming with God and I know he's going to judge them perfectly. Right. 
And, and even in that, my ju- when I think about it too, I have to be careful that I'm not. I can't wait for judge for God to judge you. <laughs> right. Because guess what? It's gonna be hot where you're going. Hope you got your sunscreen. Right? Like that can't be the attitude either. Right. It's just a God, I'm trusting you that you are going to handle this person's life because as the loving, just God that you are when that person's time, when that person's time is is there. Yeah. So, you know, as I look at forgiveness, I mean, it's such a vital part of relationships. And, you know, the sad part is, is like, I've, I've watched so many relationships suffer and never move past a certain point because people aren't willing to forgive over the dumbest things. And like forgiveness is the first step in that. But once again, remembering that forgiveness does not equal reconciliation or restoration. Yeah. I, I like your point you touched on about justice. So when I was going through this situation in the beginning of the year, I was on a phone call with my best friend and I she just kind of let me talk myself to a, uh, to a point of revelation. But at, at some point she was, she kept asking these questions and it finally came out. And I said, if I fully forgive him, it feels like it just feels like letting him off easy. It feels like there is no justice done. If I just fully forgive and move on. And that's when I was like, Oh, Oh, okay. We're going to sit with that for a moment because it can feel like that to just completely Say, so, you know what? I'm going to choose to forgive you and to give it back to God. It can feel unjust. But that's when I think it is important that we remind ourselves that like God's idea of justice and our idea of justice aren't necessarily the same. And God's God's justice will always be better than what our version of justice could be. Well, and in what you just said too. It's another important thing to remember, and it's there's a cliche that goes around. Well, just forgive and forget. No, Mm-mm. you can forgive someone, but you do not have to forget what they did. Right. Okay, and and it's not that the difference is it's not that you <laughs> it's not that you label them that forever, right? It's not like well, you're a dirty rotten scoundrel, whatever, forever. But it is like, listen, I our relationship is going to be different mm-hmm. because you violated this thing, whatever it is, whether it was with you or someone else. It's the difference between holding a grudge and learning a lesson. Mm, Don't hold the grudge, but don't lose what you've learned. Right. I would say that's, that's a good way to put it. You know, I think the tool I would think of, you know, I know we've been centering all our discussions around Mm -hmm. what kind of tools are you going to have to deal with these kinds of situations. And I, and I think my, my tool would have to be um, realizing that, I don't want to be a hypocrite. Don't be mm. a hypocrite. For example, the Bible says, turn the other cheek, right? The Bible says, forgive because I'm forgiving you, right? So too many times we want to live our lives the way we want to do it, right? With a double standard. Well, God forgives me for my sins, but I'm not giving forgiving this person. That's not how you can live. That's hypocritical. If you're forgiven, you forgive. If you if you're told to turn the cheek, you turn both cheeks, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I think I would say my tool to help people that are struggling with this would be to uh, to think of it in that perspective. Yeah, Jesus tells a story about this. <laughs> oh, does he? Oh, does he? Um, don't ask me what the passage is because we're not going to remember it. Well, yeah i I think this was a good discussion, guys. Yeah. Um, I think we had some really like this is a very sensitive subject because it's 
not fun to get mistreated. Well, and I think too, it'd be wise for us to in the future invite, you know, a guest on yeah. or maybe a couple guests on that can really help kind of navigate the more kind of deeper seated issues here. Cause once again, we've, we're talking this in 25 minutes yeah. like, and hopefully some of the little things that we've given have been helpful. Yeah. But like, I bet you there's some people that have a lot of knowledge and a lot of experience in this where they could really like even give us some more tools that we could use that we're not even thinking about. So I'm looking forward to this conversation coming back up. Absolutely. Yeah. I would like to add one more tool real quick. And, yeah. I, and I think that would be to try to be less emotional. I know we're emotional beings, but we talked about, we talked about this, you know, really you're getting emotional about this. So you're taking the comment and really letting it get deep in you. And, and I think that's, if we can be less emotional, that's another tool that could help Mm -hmm. us in this situation. And we kind of talked about it at the beginning with our, our different situation. Yeah. Just taking a breath and taking a step back. Right. And, And that's what it is. It's awareness, right? Like if, like I'm aware in certain situations that my emotional response will come first. Absolutely. So I know that I have to check myself and probably the first three or four things that come to my mind, I need to keep them in there mm-hmm. and then let it sit and settle a little bit before I get into it. Because yeah, I've, listen, I've gotten in trouble more times than I can count because of my emotional responses, especially, mm-hmm. you know, like when you're, when you're married, like, you know, I, my, like Jen knows now, like if we, if there's a discussion and it starts to escalate, a lot of times I'll walk away and I don't walk away because I don't want to talk to her. I walk away because that's the time that I need to allow the Holy Spirit to go. It is not about you. It is not about winning an argument. Do not you love time. your wife and you want you guys to win together. It's not yeah. about you winning this. It's about together, you coming together and claiming a victory together, not you over her or her over Amen. you. Amen. Yeah, absolutely. Well. All right. This is, yeah, this has been good. Um, yeah, thanks, Sarah. Yeah, thank you, Sarah. This has, been, this has been good. Thanks for having this conversation with me. Um, we will see you all next time. Make sure you are subscribed wherever you're listening, whether that's YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or iHeartRadio. Um, we would also love for you to drop us some comments or some messages on our Instagram at Living Out Love Podcast. Um, yeah, and we'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye.